Welcome to the Rocket Dad Podcast, episode number two, recorded on Tuesday, March 21st, 2017. We're going to get right into it today. I have my very first guest on the podcast, and it's none other than Mr. Michael Britt of the band Lone Star. And it's also a special treat for you guitar players out there that are familiar with the Kemper profiling amp. Uh, if you are familiar with the Kemper, then you probably know who Michael Britt is. So let's just get to it. Here we go. All right. I'm here with Michael Britt from Lone Star. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are actually my, my inaugural, very first guest on this Yay. podcast. Cool. And uh, hopefully it's we'll get this. First. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but I'll hopefully get this on YouTube too, but this is more for the uh, the podcast. So you are in Nashville. Correct. I am in Nashville, Tennessee. But you're, you're from uh, you're from Texas. Yeah, originally I'm, I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, lived there until I was about 24, 25, and then migrated up to Nashville, and I've been here the other half of my life. So. Yeah, I I went to Nashville last year for the first time, and mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. I'm actually I'm going back again twice in within a week in June. Cool. Uh, so, what, uh, I, I was going to ask you what if I had to pick one spot to eat at. I would say Hattie B's, just because I'm Hattie a hot chicken fan. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to remember that. Yeah. And I wouldn't go any more than hot. Your first. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't do I don't do the spicy stuff well, so. <laughs> then you might want to start with the mild. Yeah. 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 Very nice. Cool. Uh, all right. So Lone Star. Now, every time you guys, I'm in Rhode Island. So every time you guys have come up this way, it's been when I'm gigging. So I've never yeah. actually been able to get out. You know to see you guys which kind of sucks same thing happens with i'm a huge hall and oats fan and yeah. every time they're up here i can't go so i'm hoping to catch you guys at some point uh cool. and and yeah. i know you're yeah you're going on tour uh starting up soon right april yeah we, we kind of tour year round it's just we, we don't get busy until the summer usually it's yeah. just weekends for the first half of the year same same thing for us too um but uh yeah i'm, I'm hoping uh, i actually looked up uh when I'm going to be in Nashville to see if you guys are going to be around there, but you're going to, I think you're going to be you in Colorado. What, what date you're going to be there? Uh, the week of June 19th through the 27th. I'm, I'm going for like two nights on the front end and two nights on the back end. But gotcha. I, I think you guys are out in uh, Colorado. Well, we have Missouri and Arkansas. Arkansas. I saw Colorado weekends. somewhere. Yeah. Colorado's the very next weekend. Um, cool. I'm actually on family vacation the 25th and 29th, so I'll be in Florida with nice with all the kids. So, but I'll be in town that first half of your trip. Let me know when you when you're down. Oh yeah, definitely. I, th- I think we're there the 19th and 20th, and then we have to head up. My daughter uh, figure skates, so we're down. Oh, cool. we're, we're going up to Indiana for that. But uh, awesome. yeah, definitely. I'll I'll, I'll let you know. Um, yeah. Now you got a new album, Never Enders. Never Enders came out last year. Yeah, it's our latest album. You know, we've been doing this. I don't even know how many albums we've made, but it's. It's a lot. <laughs> I mean, we've been really fortunate to be able to keep making records. So now we don't have a big label, so we can kind of just do it. Well, that, yeah, sure. That's yeah. exactly the way to do it nowadays because it's just, it's just a, a vicious cycle. And you know, I, I, I gave up the whole trying to trying to get signed. I said once I hit the age of thirty five, I'm done. And uh, and I went through the whole thing. We we sold we sold CDs overseas and all that stuff and. I hit 35 and I said, that's it. I'm done. Now it's time to make some money. 
Well, even as successful as we've been over our careers, you know, we can't get attention from any of the major labels yeah, anymore. They're all for 20 year olds. So. Yeah. And the flavor of the week and, you know, one album and then they're done. So, but it's, I'm glad you guys are still going. It's, it's, yeah, um, I mean, it's, I can't believe we've been around. This is our 25th anniversary as a band. So this year is yeah. our oh, that's Awesome. That's awesome. Great. I know. Crazy. Um, so you had your song Amazed. I, I have to ask this. You've probably been asked this a million times. Uh, where were you when you heard that that song went to number one? Were you with the band? Were you, you know, with family? Or do you remember? That was a really busy time. We were we were working all the time. I know right before we released the Lonely Girl record that Amazed was on, we did a six week uh, radio tour. We we just literally were gone six weeks, and every day was two or three radio stations. Yeah, and that was that was a busy time. And then a few months later is when Amazed uh, went number one. It was in the summer of '99, I believe. Um, I don't remember where I was when it was number one because it, it was actually number one for seven or eight weeks right. on which chart you look at. But I remember being in New York City in Times Square. We were up there doing some media. And, and I'm walking by one of the, you know, on Times Square, they have all the uh, radio or yeah. the camera stores, you know, the yeah, yeah, cheap yeah. camera stores. And I'm walking by one and I can hear a maze playing over the, the PA in some, you know, camera store. Like, right. okay, that's pretty big. You know, you're just walking down the road and you hear it coming out of the store. I was just actually in Times Square a couple of weeks ago. We got lucky; mm-hmm. it, was, it was seventy degrees out. Oh wow! And nice. then the next week it was like zero, so we picked the right Blizzard. weekend to go. Yeah, basically. Um, cool. So, uh, so you guys are touring, and you any any northeast states you think coming at uh, some point? I know we're in Maine. Uh, no, don't <laughs> you want to go all the way up to Maine? Uh, yeah, I saw. Uh, actually, you're, you're in you're in Massachusetts, aren't you? Um, Portland, Maine on, uh, May 21st, Massachusetts, Marshfield, Mass on the 20th, May 20th. I actually have a gig that night. Of course you that? <laughs> And then, uh, June 4th, we're in Batavia, New York. I'm not sure exactly where that is. Yeah. I think that's a, that's probably like three or four hours from me. Yeah. We're, we play, our tour schedule is kind of bizarre. Like all over the place. All... Yeah. Cool. We go. I make jokes, you know. We we just drive around and pick up paychecks. If they would send them all to the same place, we wouldn't have to travel. <laughs> we just drive around, and pick up a check, and go to the next town. So I, I think the the one other time that I I spoke to you was um, probably about a year ago uh, on the phone, and we it was a uh, Kemper related. So let's okay. let's kind of switch over to that because I think that's what most of the uh, the guys that are going to be watching and listening to this really want to know about. I just, actually, congratulations! You just saw the uh, guitar player feature oh, from yesterday. Thanks. Yeah, that was, that was a treat. We we did that interview last. I want to say October, November, and I just and never. They just, just putting it up now. <laughs> I wasn't sure when it was coming out. He, he, I was under the impression it was just going to be like a little blurb, like a little column somewhere. And then right, no, it was all, out it, it's like three pages. On yeah, it was. Great. I read the whole thing yesterday. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, I mean the the, the camper. And, and when I called you a year ago, you had you kind of ran through how you had set up like very simply like no out, outboard gear nothing you just went mic into you know and and that was how you how you did it and yeah. I, I was going crazy with trying to i i had a camper twice and i just recently got rid of it but i still have access to one and uh-huh. i i've done i've done them at here at home i've done it uh at a friend's studio and all different ways and it seems to me the way you're doing it uh just you know bypassing a lot of the crap well and just just listening through the mic just listening 
you know, the microphone is doing all the work, basically. Right. The Kemper does most, you know, to me, the Kemper does all the work. So as little stuff as you can put in its way, the better. So, yeah, I try to, and I've done it different ways. I've gone to studios, yeah. uh, friends of mine, studios, and we've done it throughout nice outboard gear and all that stuff. But I, every time I go back and listen to them, I always like, the way, the way it's funny, it, the, yeah. the very first profiles I did, were it was backstage at a venue. We were in Warsaw, Indiana at, at this little in the round theater. And I just got my Kemper and they had this huge, it was, they do like community or like community theater there. So this huge room in the back that is just lined with costumes, you know, from all these plays that they've done there through community theater. So that's the room I was in and I, and I set up my normal stage cabinet and my normal mics and all that. And I just had, I grabbed my, our drummers, he had a little sub mixer, my uh, mixer that was just in his road case. Yeah. So I grabbed that and I just, I mean, it was literally whatever I had available. And I and I mic'd it up and ran the profile. I was like, okay. And literally, today one of those is one that I still, that you still use. use. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, so you, and you're still using the third power cabinet on stage. And I well, lately I've been using this company called Zytone. They oh, that's it, right. Uh, yeah, I did. I did see that the uh, the wedge. They make a wedge. They make a uh, a cabinet though, right? Yeah, they make a wedge. They make a regular cab, guitar cabinets. And I had them. I kind of commissioned one that has an open back. That's right. I remember I'm a big seeing fan that. Close back cabinet, so I wanted an open back to kind of breathe a little bit. So yeah. that's what I've been using for the last couple months on stage. And then I still have my third powers. That we have a building called the Band Cave downtown. Right. Yep, yep. That's where I do all my profiling now. So I, I have a cabinet always set up there with my mics pretty much in the in the place that I like. Right. Yeah, I remember uh, you did a you did a you did a periscope thing I think from the Band Cave once. Oh, I, yeah. I, I remember seeing that. Cool. Yeah, I, when I when I was using the Kemper, it was uh, I had a, the first time I had it, I had the unpowered, and I went crazy trying it because I I just like the way it sounded through an actual, on stage anyway, an actual guitar cabinet, mm-hmm. um, no matter what cabinet it was. So I ended up the second time around, I got the powered, and I was run, just running it through my Marshall 412, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I was running it, you know, the full profile like I'm sure you do, direct out, right. so that for the audience to hear. But it, for me on stage, right. you know, using in ears and. I just didn't like that that really direct sound going into my ears. Right. I I, I hear a difference. I don't know if you do, but um, that that's why I like just having that behind me. Well, and I've you know I grew up old school where I just had an amp behind me the whole time I was playing. So right, right. When we went to in ears, I tried for a while using both in ears and never get used to it. And we tried different room miking, you know, like front of house mics and all that stuff to try to put some space in it, but I never got used to it. And then one day I just kind of popped one ear out and I was like, oh, that feels so much better. It was just kind of like a relief. Yeah. I could hear my cabin on stage, I could hear the drums, I could hear the bass, but I had my left ear to hear my pitch for my vocal and all that. And the just the clarity of the guitar, I could hear that. Now, so. let me ask you this, because I've seen different stances on this, on using one in ear, one out, um, yeah. as far as like not good for you. It's not good for you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as it sounds good now, you're, you're, it works for me. It works for you, yeah. What I what I did recently, I I was going crazy with in ears. I mean, I love like you say for your vocals, they're great. But the guitar right. always always no matter what I did, the guitar whatever the sound guy would send me, it just it didn't sound it didn't sound right to me. So I ended up I don't know if you can see it behind me over here. Uh, I got a rat case here, uh-huh. and. I built my own personal system, monitoring system, and I'm actually miking my cabinet with two different mics and running everything that I use through that thing. And uh, I tried it going, yeah, and I and I then I can mix it and not affect them out front. 
And yeah. I try I tried it with the Kemper. I tried it with uh, I'm, I use a Line Six Helix now, um, just for mm-hmm. effects. I'm running a Friedman amp, but uh, I tried it both ways and it's working. For, that's working for me. Like I'm sure you know you're playing these huge, much bigger venues than I am, and you're getting you get more time to to dial stuff in. Well, usually, not all the time. It's, not all it the helps time. us. Yeah, we carry our digit design venue everywhere we go, so we yeah, have the yeah. same console everywhere we go. So yeah, it, you can, it, you can save. Change. Yeah, you can save yeah. scenes and all that. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm doing with that. It's it's working out well. But uh, so your your latest uh, your latest Kemper pack was the I believe it's the original 5150. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. I I used to I had that was what like my first real real amp, and I actually have uh, one of the first uh, Music Man Van Halen guitars that I used okay. that guitar for 20 years and beat the hell out of it. And huh. it's it's been in a case for five years now, and I just I just brought it to the my local shop here. To, it's got dents in the in the frets. It's got all kinds of all kinds of. Uh, but I it was those two things. I had that fifty one fifty, and I had that guitar, and that's that's what I played. I didn't want anything else. Yeah, it's super. And, and most people don't know that that fifty one fifty. If you, uh, a lot of people think it's you know it's just heavy, heavy, heavy. But if you if you set the gain down low on that thing and push it with some kind of boost. It really, yeah, it's... I was shocked. I found, I just wanted that sound because I've got a lot of heavier guys that want, are always looking for that. Yep. And I saw one pop up on Craigslist locally and I, I went and bought it and uh, I plugged it in. I was like, holy cow, this thing's good. I never actually owned one, but I think I played through one a couple of times that friends yeah. had, but I was shocked at how good it sounded. So that's why I kind of dedicated the whole pack to it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty, uh, it's heavy too, It's a, as far as weight. It's a beast. It's a beast. It, yeah, it's it's uh, this. I mean, they're still going. PV makes great stuff. They're still going. A lot of people make fun of PV stuff, but they uh, they they make some good good amps and guitars and too. They will last a long time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I had had a four twelve PV. It's from that same series. It was an early fifty one fifty four twelve cabinet. I've had for twenty years now with the Sheffield uh, the Sheffield speakers. Yeah, in it? yeah, yeah. yeah. And so when we first started doing recording in Nashville, I would. I was in the band, so I got to play on the records, but they're also brought in studio guys. Our first producer did. So mm-hmm. Brent Mason, who's a humongous studio yeah, yeah, player, yeah. he had one of those PV5150 cabinets, and that's what he used when he needed his rocking kind of sound. He mm-hmm. plugged into that cabinet. I think it sounded fantastic. So when I when I had the ability to find one, I actually had two of them. I had a slant and a straight, but yeah. I ended up selling the slant years later. But I've always liked that cabinet. Just those Sheffield sounds were really Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's... Kind of I don't know if it's it's the combination of the Sheffield and the, just the way the the type of wood they used or the yeah. way because I, I I did have one and it, it it had just a nice like really compact tight tight but sound it had a to nice it. bottom but it wasn't totally yeah it wasn't over the top was. right yeah. yeah but uh now uh you're still using now in your profiles you're still using the Fathead or is it a Fathead two uh I use the Fathead two and I also use a I've got a Royer one hundred one that I've been yep. using lately and it's kind of just depends on the amp I'm doing or just I'll kind of start with whatever's set up already and right. then and then if it's fine I'll leave it and then if I'm pro- profiling an amp and I can't get it to sound just like I want it I'll swap the mics around and I've got two or three different 57s that I'll swap and I've got the two or three different ribbon mics they're all I've got two different fat heads I've got one with the Lundahl transformer and one with with that with stock transformer and then I've got the Royer 101 so it's kind of like whatever I'm feeling that day whatever sounds good and then I'll just come the next amp will come in. I'll start there and move it around. Right, too. right. I don't, I don't think I've ever tried the Fathead. I, I've tried 421s, uh, you know, the Sennheiser stuff, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but 
The, I've got a, a Sennheiser 906. I think I use I have a 609, and I think my my buddy has a 906 too. Good mics. I like the 906. It reminds yeah. me of the 409s that they don't make anymore. Right. Um, right. It sounds more like that one. But I've got a, I've got a few different mics. I've got a. Oh, what's the other one that I have? Uh, it's kind of like a large diaphragm. It's almost like an SM7, but it's a, I forget the company that makes it. Uh, but I end up using the 57. Yeah. And lately I've been using uh, like an 80s Unidyne, you know, the silver 57. I right. found another one of those even with the switch on it. Man, that thing sounds great. Wow. Something about old stuff just seems to sound Yeah, good. it's it's like the, all the old analog boards and yeah. you can't you just can't duplicate that. Um, no. Now, as far as your guitars go, what's your uh, favorite at the moment? As far as what? I'm sorry, you cut your, your guitars. Okay. Whether um, it's whether it's live or whether it's uh, you know just sitting around the house. That's been my thing this year. This last year is I've just kind of been going guitar crazy because um, I love my Tom Anderson. So yes, yep. And I've got my two main ones that I use on the road are on the on, on the, the trailer boat, right yeah, now. On so the trailer. But um, this is the guy that I use for all profiling practically, yes. unless it's a really heavy amp. So um, this is kind of like my reference guitar because this thing sounds good no matter what you plug it in. Right. But I kind of voice everything to sound good on this guitar because it's, it's a telly, but it's not piercing like, like fenders, like stock tellies are. Right. It's a little bit warmer. Um, it hangs with my P90 guitars. And usually if I can make, if I can tweak an amp to sound good on this, almost any guitar. It will like, sound good, yeah. So this is, I, I can't. Try doing other ones and it's it works, but it's particular to that thing. That that one translates to all guitars pretty well. Now that had it looked like it. What is it? A single in the bridge? Was yeah, that a, a, or is that a uh, like a mini humbucker? It, it's a mini humbucker here. Or excuse me, it's a full humbucker a here. Full, yep. This is actually a stacked humbucker. A stacked humbucker. Okay. Ninety percent of the time, um, I'm just using it as a single one. core. So the. The top coil is what I'm using most of the time. If it's if I'm in a noisy environment, I just flick the switch up to that position and yep. it's full humbuck. Yeah, still sounds pretty good, but it's not not as bright. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my thing with te tellies. I love the way they look, but every time I go to play one, it, it just yeah. my ears hurt. Oh, they're bright. This way way too bright. Yeah, especially if you're playing to a Fender ramp, it's just that's bright there and bright there. It's just oh, yeah. too much. So I can see why you uh, change that. Uh, I've got a stock telly, but it sits in the closet for the same reason. It's just, it's yeah. pretty bright. And, yeah, um, and it's good for certain applications. Yeah. It's just good to have, but, uh, and I've got, uh, I've got a couple of Duesenbergs, got a couple of strats. Um, I was, I got into building kick where I just started building a couple of parts guitars this last fall. So I built this, um, this thing. Oh, that's nice. So it's like an MJT body from I got off eBay, and the neck is from Mario Guitars down in uh, Murfreesboro. And so uh, I just wanted a strap, but with P90s. P90s, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, so. And you got a single in the middle. Yeah, and it's, and it's got a man-made bridge. I, anything I kind of tweak on, I'll put the man-made bridges on it. They, they're the ones right. that made the original PRS bridges, and they just yep. are really big and solid and heavy. So that one, and I built a Tele. Kind of a clone of my Anderson. Oh yeah, it's, but like a vintage. It's got a tummy yep. cut. It's kind of relic a little bit. On that's like that's what I like. I don't like like pristine looking guitars. I just <laughs> like guitars that, that yeah for like cheap and yeah. So this is a been a fun one to play on. Well, the how is that neck? Is it 
Is it really? It's a little chunky. It's got the big slab board. As far as like sliding on it, is that the one thing I love about my my Van Halen Music Man is when you got them new, they it felt like it was played. This one is actually a polyurethane lacquer, which you don't like go for uh, nitros, but it was kind of a cheap neck on eBay. Yep. And, and I just got it as is, and I actually like, I like it. it. There's yeah. got this poly finish that it's not sticky at all. It's almost it feels oiled, but it's not oily. Anyway, it's, it's, I was shocked. I thought I was going to have to sand it and refinish it or something, but it's actually really nice. And I, I don't know if you can tell, but like on the 17th fret, it's missing a dot right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see it. Yeah. So I thought, oh, maybe that's why I got it cheap. And then I looked up, because um, it's kind of modeled after Keith Richards's Macabre yep. guitar. Yep. And I saw a picture, and he's missing the same dot. So I don't know if whoever made the neck did that on purpose or if it's just a Most likely. Yeah, I would think so. That's cool, though. Yeah, so. I got to get into building guitars. I just don't have the patience. And I found this dude on um, Reverb. Yeah, I just, I just bought guitar. a... It's the old Snakehead thing, oh, but yeah. it's got a in it. Nice. And I put a Gibson 59 in it because it sounds good. And this is another man-made bridge. Yeah. It just makes great stuff. Nice. This is a fun guitar. This thing is like a beast. There's, it's so simple. It's a pine body. But, man, it sounds good. It's... A... it's I no, use this on some of the clips for the fifty one fifty amp, I believe. Yeah, no, no, uh, no tricks to it. it just has. Yeah, it's got that one sound. The one to pick up. Yeah, I have a, I have a Van Halen. Um, I can tell I'm a Van Halen fan, but I don't play Van Halen. Uh, I have one of the the uh, the EVH brand, um, the Crop Circles guitar. Oh yeah. Used on Unchained, and it's yeah. just it's got one pickup. It's got the volume knob that says tone on it, and yeah. it just does what it does. That's it. You yeah. Know? Well, a cool guitar I, j I just picked up was a a, a Variax, a Line Six, oh, yeah. uh, the JTV, the James Tyler Variax. Which one did you get? Uh, the '69. Let me see. '69 Strati thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, those are nice. Yeah, I'm I, I I like it. I mean, it's cool. It's it's cooler because you can you can actually. It's like having a piezo guitar, where mm -hmm. you can you can send your magnetic pickups out, and then you can send off another signal. Um, to kind of blend the, the two tones together, but I'm thinking of changing the uh, the pickups. The pickups are good on on it, but I I need more. I need hotter pickups. Right. So I'm thinking of uh, taking those out and putting some Demarzios or something that I I have on my other guitars. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah I actually had a job. I worked for years ago, and part of my gig was going to the guitar centers and Sam Ashes yep. to demo Variax. Because it was brand new when it when that was coming out. Yeah, it, the 300 series and the 500, I believe they were. Oh, no, these were the. It was right around the James Tyler when they first oh, came out. The James the yeah, Tyler so ones, yeah. Yeah, so I, I had I had a I think it was a 300 that I had originally and I, I didn't like it. it. It was at the beginning of you know the life of the Variax. So since then, it's the guitar. Like it, even if I didn't use the Variax parts of that guitar, it plays. Right. It plays really well. It sounds nice. I've got too. A, I've got a 700. Buddy of mine has it now because he was using it for some different weird parts. But um, yeah. I love that guitar. It just the sitar in it is totally cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Twelve string. There's the sounds that you don't have to carry a twelve string for. All those it right. does it really well. Yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about. It. I I do a Bon Jovi tribute and the sitar. You know, for the beginning of uh, I'll Be There for You. Oh yeah, is the sitar. I haven't used it yet because I just got it. And but. We use the we do the whole double neck, you know, acoustic for wanted, and which oh, wow. I, I probably have to leave it in the show because people yeah. kind of want that. 
But if I didn't have to, I I definitely use the twelve string on that thing. It sounds good enough to me. Cool. You know? Um, but yeah, it's, I, I again, I, I don't know how much time you have left. Uh, I'm good. I do want to. I just found out this morning Kemper is releasing a rig pack of fifty of my profiles from my oh nice multi packs and stuff. Yep. So that'll be out this week. I'm not sure when this is going to be aired, but um, as soon as I can get this up, it's going up. So start- it, it all depends on. I mean, the podcast I'll submit it to iTunes, and as soon as they, yeah. you know, they do their whatever they do, but the video I can put up on YouTube right away. So, so it should be this week. Yeah, possibly even tomorrow. Um, so we're, be- we're recording this on March 21st, just so people okay. kind of get the idea of when this is going out. But yeah, definitely. Uh, I, they've done. I had a few of their other rig packs that they did, you know, from other guys too. So, and people are going to be excited to see to see your stuff on this will be pretty extensive one and i think with the new rig manager software it'll just kind of show up on your left side yep menu bar and you can just try them out from there which is kind of cool but um yeah they're doing it's 50 rigs it's and it's basically all pulled from all my different packs nice so i'm gonna re i'm gonna readjust all my pricing too because now that they're releasing some that are free i can't really charge the same amount right right, i'm gonna you'll see lower prices starting this week too so yeah i'm kind of excited that kemper's doing that that's awesome. I mean, uh, I play. I played a few years. When I first got the camper, I was using your. Before I started doing my own profiles, right. I was using yours, and they got me through a lot of gigs. Well, <laughs> I like uh, campers. You can get your own sounds in it, and that's why I got. Yeah, it. I mean, right, right. I've got buddies that have got me stuff, and they're great, and I might use them here and there. But just being able to make it what you want it to be, right. which is, yeah. I don't know how does that. Yeah, the uh, I think I was using your. Um, I think it was the PT100 profiles back oh, then. Yeah. yeah. That's, a great, that's a great amp. We do a, a cover in our rock medley at the end. We do a cover of part of uh, Come Sail Away by Sticks. Yep. And that's you the, guys, you it, used to do, uh, you did Kiss too. I remember seeing uh, Rock and Roll All Night. Okay. Yeah. And we don't do that anymore. We do. We still do the, the Another Brick in the Wall. And then we do, yep, that one. I remember seeing that uh, one. I forget. We do a piece of Life in the Fast Lane now. And we do Come Sail Away. And we even do like, a piece of rapper's delight, believe it or not. So it's kind of bizarre. But, you need to get the old lady from uh, the wedding singer to come out and sing the uh, the first part of that. <laughs> I'd well, pay to see that. Player, it was a running joke for 20 years. You know, every time we'd just be goofing off, Dean would start, our keyboard player would start singing that. And so we finally thought, you know, it would be really funny if we just put that in the rock heavens. <laughs> so now I have to come see a show. We have no we have shame. This no, I, really hey. If you're having fun, that's all that matters, you know. Okay. It's, I don't like we do stuff too, stupid things that we don't, we really don't care. But we, it's like an inside joke. Nobody well, that's kind of what it is about. now. Yeah. I mean, we have the same fans that come out. You know, we try to give them something new and different and yeah. off the wall. So that's what we do. Excellent. So I I don't want to keep you too much longer here. Um, if you have anything else you want to get out, I know you said the camper uh, rig packs coming out this week, the week of March twenty first. Uh, Lone Star is starting up your your summer touring. Uh, yeah. I believe it's April. Yeah, we April. start actually. I mean, this weekend we're in. Um, I don't know where we're at. Let me look. Well, actually, we're, we're in Alabama. 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 Okay. Actually, on the April first, and then Mississippi on the eighth, and we're kind of in the south for a little bit, and then we then we go to Hawaii. So we'll be in Hawaii oh, on the fourteenth, fifteenth. <laughs> I need that gig. <laughs> no kidding. It's the first time we've ever got to go there, so we're all kind wow. of excited. Yeah, that's that's one of that's one of my bucket list things to go to Hawaii. But excellent. Well, I was going to ask you. Yeah, though, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. We've gone through all of the. Uh, you've gone through the Kemper. 
I, yeah, you name it, I've you I've did played the, it. AX8 for a bit. Yep, I did the FX8, the AX8. I still have the amplifier, the amplifier three. I don't have the twelve. Yeah. Uh, I got the Helix now. It's actually on the floor behind me. Um, Buddy yeah, might borrow my Helix because he just got a gig with where he's working on a gig. Um, right. So he may be using that. And I just got the amplifier twelve last week, and I'm programming it for that Hawaii gig because I don't yeah. have to take. It's not on Southwest Airlines, so I can't take my normal fly date stuff. I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got the XFX2 Plus and the AX8. It's funny, you can get good sounds on all of it, but it's just the amount of energy it takes to get Yeah, them. well, that's that's one of the reasons. Like, the only reason I got rid of the Kemper was I'm a guitar player, I just like new things. Right. And I got the AX8, and I. I got great sounds on it on my website i have clips uh you know i recorded a bunch of stuff i did some shows with it it was good but like you said the programming was where like with the helix the helix is if you use cut the custom impulse responses they it's really bringing that that sound up but if you're at a gig and you need to change something really quick you can the helix you can do it with your foot you know you don't have to lean down and go through all these sub menus um, yeah, the interface on the Helix is really it's, nice. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's the easiest thing I've ever I've ever had to try to program. I, I, I had a little trouble programming the AX8 because I, I I wanted to try it in a sound check, and the way we we do the same songs all the time, so same you know order, I yeah. wanted presets for each song. Right, it doesn't like presets. Like it's more difficult to program it as presets. Yeah, you got to go with scenes. Kind of yeah, scenes exactly. Scenes, yeah, and. The problem I ran into with that is you got you got the eight buttons you got four and four and I would have four scenes on the bottom like I had my clean my low gain high gain and lead I my lead my lead sound was always and you know, I put it like a three or four dB boost because I did, I just got sick of relying on sound guys to put my solos up in the mix so you'd have those mapped out on those four and then you'd only have the other four for whatever effects you want to turn on and off I wanted to do song by song but I ended up having to just make one set of scenes and use those four main tones, you know, as far as uh, switching from song to song because it just got it got too complicated for me. Now on the scenes, can you have different amp sounds on the scenes, or is it, you stuck with the same amp? You can do you can do I guess it's X Y states uh, where you have yeah, a, one still the X. same amp model, right? Yeah, well, no, you can have two different amp models, but it it just I don't know the switching. Like I heard, especially using the in ears, I heard. I mean, all these devices have that gap when you switch. Except the Kemper didn't in performance mode. I didn't hear a gap when you're switching from one performance to the next one. Right. Um, but like even the Helix, um, a snapshot. They have snapshots. Uh, I don't hear that gap as much. With the AXA, I could hear, and it was bothering me. Like the the audience didn't hear it. My bandmates didn't hear it. But when I switched and I and I had that guitar pressed against my ear, I could hear that little gap. You know, mm-hmm. and it would totally screw me up when I was playing. Some guys don't care, you know, it's it works right. for them, but for me, um but yeah, I think the X I think the XY states are the same thing with effects. You can set it you can write a scene where you have two different um amps. Gotcha. But you can only use one at a time. If, if that makes sense. It's just really it, I'm so used to the Kemper and the way it's yeah texture is. It was just really difficult for me to try to make that do what this does yeah that i mean the tones are in there they're definitely in there right. it's just it's just a matter of taking the time to to right. learn how to use it correctly i went i went through so many videos and and uh you know going on the go on the forum i don't know if you've been on the uh the fractal forum 
yeah, those guys a, those guys are really helpful too much information <laughs> that's a lot of information going yeah. on there um and the helix did the snapshots just come out with the, the 2.0 yeah that was okay. uh they're at 2.1 Two, two maybe yeah, yeah and, they, and they're they're just about to get the 2.2 i i believe but uh and the snapshots the snapshots make it so much easier i i have a like i've been using it for a cable method with my friedman and um i just have it's laid out like a regular pedal board i just have all my effects and, and it changes the channels on it uh and when i do run direct uh the same thing i can i can just set going from from song to song is quick and if you're, you're running and say you're at a you're at a, a gig and you know you need a, a different type of delay something's not sounding right you don't have to like i said earlier you don't have to lean down and and, and program this thing you can you can use your feet right to actually change any parameter that you want that's in there yeah that's so it's cool. it's a, a lot you can tell a lot of thought went into right making this and hopefully they're gonna they are going to uh you know support this for a long time they get a winner here. Snapshots yet? I just now did that update a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Get if you have any questions, let me know, and uh, be happy to to try to guide you what I know anyway. Yeah, I'm trying. To, I've done a bunch of IRs on my own, and I've tried to. I've done the amplifier, atomic yeah. amplifier IRs. So that's kind of what I use on that, and I've I've imported them into the AXA and the fractal, or the Axfx and the Helix, and I'm still just trying to. I have to. My ears get so fatigued trying to figure. Out, you know, like this is not Yeah, you start out and you, this thing sounds great, and then you know, half hour later, you're like I can't stand the way this thing sounds. It's just you just got to shut it off. And, two steps forward, one step back, and so it's like a war of attrition trying to get there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's best to just if it sounds good at that moment, just stop and shut it yeah. off, save it, and shut it off, and then go back, <laughs> go back the next day and see yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah, because I, I listen to this stuff. Like one day I'll be recording, this thing sounds incredible, and then the next day I come in and my I must have earwax in my ear or something, and then it just sounds totally different. Well, your ears get used to like yeah. if you start blasting them, they will close off certain frequencies. They'll start comp- they'll do the work for you as far as compressing and saving your yep. ears. Yeah, but yeah, it's a yeah. defense mechanism. It is. It it, it, yeah. uh, that's why I keep a bunch of real lamps behind me so I can always just cleanse my palate. And, yeah, that's you know. I got I got next to me over here. I don't know if you can. The Friedman, oh, yeah. Friedman. <laughs> sitting next to me, but which one is that? Which Friedman? The uh, BE one hundred, uh, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, yeah I, I saw a video. Uh, I, I had wanted this amp for years without even really hearing. I, I heard it live. I saw Richie Sambora in New York City solo. He was playing through one, and then the only other things I've seen were were YouTube videos, and there was one mm-hmm. with with uh, Phil X. Oh, yeah. demoing it like one of the older versions and i'm like i gotta have that and this was like you know three or four years ago and i i finally finally took the plunge and it's yeah. a great it's great amp it, it a lot of people will say well you know it just does that one rock tone but this this thing can go the cleanest of cleans i've ever heard to like raunchy really really heavy heavy stuff if you want it to it's, it's yeah, pretty but his name is spanky bassett but he plays for colt ford and that's his favorite amp he's ever had and he, he yeah. loves that thing. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a uh, one of the EVH the fifty one fifty threes, and uh, I had the fifty water, and I thought that sounded great. I was playing that for a while, and then I got you know I got this, and just one day I I, I plugged the fifty one fifty three back in, and I played. I said I, I can't believe how good this thing sounds, and I, I'm like, why did I get that Friedman? And then I plugged the Friedman in, 
and kind of A B'd it, and then that answered that question for me right away. It just made it, yeah. it, it the fifty one fifty went from this, you know, down to this. Wow! It just yeah. it just squashed it. It's. I, I still know. love that fifty one fifty three. I I, I, I do too. Yeah, yeah. Such a good end. I love yeah. having volume and gain on every channel. Usually the clean channel is a throwaway. Yeah. But, but having that master on there lets you really just balance yeah. everything really nice. And it, for the price, what you oh, get yeah. for it, it's. I'll probably get another I think one I bought, someday. I bought a whole half step for a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the four twelve. Nice. Yep. Can't beat that. That's I, the hundred. Yeah, that's the hundred. Yeah, I haven't tried the hundred. I and I I really want to try that, and I want to try the uh, the stealth too. Oh yeah, I haven't tried that yet. That looks pretty cool. And I want the the stealth guitar, but that's another another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have the kill kill button? Yeah, the, I like. I don't know what it is, but that white one that Eddie played on the last tour, where it's all beat up and it's got that the red, that red. Uh, it almost looks like uh, an LED. I don't know if it's an LED light or whatever it is. It's kill button on it. Yeah, yeah. it's got some kind of. It looks really cool, but he any guitar he plays looks cool. Yeah, I saw them down in Alabama on that last tour. It was awesome. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen them since uh, Hagar was in the band. Yeah, it's it's a little disappointing vocally, but everything yeah, else. yeah, the music, music wise, even the backing vocals, all the videos I've seen sound great. Yeah, you know, Wolfgang Wolfgang actually has his own album coming out. Totally oh, cool. playing everything on it. He's playing awesome. every every instrument. So I'm looking forward to hearing that. That should be uh, interesting. There's no talent in his family. No, no, no. <laughs> that is, that's that's awesome. crazy, crazy. Yeah. But well, I'm gonna well, let you, I'll I'll let you go because uh, okay. it's uh, I know you you had an appointment with something else. Um, Today's haircut day. That's right, haircut. Yeah, haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I need a haircut. That's what I got a hat on. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you need a haircut for that going on tour. You need to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But... Need it short before I go to Hawaii, so I don't have to. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate this very much, um, and hopefully, uh, I'll, I'll let you know when this this stuff goes live, and you can share it and let uh, let your fans out there know what's going on. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Hey, anytime. We'll hopefully we'll do this again. Yeah, we'll point. talk talk some more gear. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I care about. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Hey, all right. Gonna... See you. And there you have it, Mr. Michael Britt from Lone Star. Huge thank you goes out to him for being my very first guest here on the podcast. And make sure you support him, support Lone Star. Check out his campus stuff if you can. And I'll see you next time. Take care. Ah!